You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. It's good to be here this morning. And of course, we're celebrating our 11 years. We're excited about that. Chuck and I are doing something we never thought we would do, and so here we are doing it. God tells you what you can do when you tell him that's not what you can do, right? But he is abundantly more than what we're able to do. That's right. And we're so appreciative of each one of you. You don't know how much it means to have people who love Jesus, who are hungry for Jesus, who just want to go after Jesus and want to run together. Uh, because honestly, I've been in a place where it wasn't that. And when, you, when you're with a family of people where Jesus is number one, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Because we all know that God has a purpose and plan. And no matter what's going on in our lives, he will fulfill what he has destined. And I heard this saying, I heard someone talking about worship the other day. It was uh, uh, Hillsong. And, uh, and she said, praise is a sound that is released. Worship is an aroma. And that's what I felt like. I felt like we've learned to release not only the praise in our sound, but the, but the smell of Jesus, the aroma that would please him. So it's really awesome to be able to just do all of this with you guys and, and see what God has for us. But I wanted to acknowledge the, our board. You know, Pastor Karen started it with us and me and Karen and Chuck spent hours in our living room for days and days and days planning this out. And then when Gene came on and added to our board, you know, he was just the extra salt and pepper that we needed. But he, but all of them, Chuck, Gene, and Karen have really, we could not have done it without them. And the thing about our board is, if it's not right by all of us, then we don't move forward. If it's right by the Spirit and right by us, then we go. And that's made us uh, be calm. Because we know when the Holy Spirit wants to move us, then we all will know that the Spirit was moving us, right? So I just want to thank you guys for, for being a part of this uh, great move. And Pastor Jean's going to come up and share a little bit, and uh, then I'm going to share a little bit, and then like I said, we're going to eat. Well, this is exciting. I've, I've enjoyed every one of these that we've had, and uh, very grateful my wife could be with me yeah. for this one. I know you don't get the opportunity to see her with me every time that you know we meet. Uh, she is involved in leadership and ministry at a, at a uh, Spanish congregation, and but I can tell you, a hundred percent, she is with me in ministry. A hundred percent. We are. Uh, uh, it's not been easy, but we've had the grace to minister in two different places. But uh, we we definitely keep a watch over each other, and uh, she even told me before I got up here, make sure your, your shirt tail's tucked in, so <laughs> where would I be without her? 
But uh, my daughter is also very much a part of our ministry. She's uh, actually uh, leading worship in kids' church at Countryside today. So that's, uh, she's got that going on. She's, she's a busy girl. But um, just to say briefly, my introduction to the gathering actually happened before the gathering happened. Um, met, uh, met, I met Pastor Cindy at... Uh, uh, East Lake Baptist Church, of all places, uh, was doing a, uh, a series of meetings over there, and 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 uh, some of the praise and worship team that we were working with were part of, of the church that they were involved with at the time, and so met met her then, and kind of kind of uh, really just sort of hit it off. I just knew I just you know just sometimes you just see not just the anointing, you see integrity on somebody, and I and I and I saw that with her, and then later as I when I met Chuck. And um, one time they invited uh, Marielle and I out for lunch and shared with the, us their vision for the gathering and what the, the direction they were going to go. And my, res my response to that, well, I didn't say it to their face. It was just kind of in my heart. It was like, well, let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it wasn't, uh, it, it just didn't ring with me at the moment. Uh, but uh, it didn't surprise me that uh, that they launched and 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 the success was evident from from day one. They would invite me to come when they were meet, meet, meeting in a shared facility at Kingdom Life, just down the road from us. Um, they would invite me over from time to time to minister, and it was always a uh, a very comfortable atmosphere for me. And then finally, I called uh, the. The, the Lord really had been stirring in me that there were some things that he needed to work on me about. And I really didn't even know all what it was. I, I had an idea, but my sensing was it was going to happen here. Now, I'm not going to say I just got up and ran over here. It took me about six months to transition into that. And... Um, One of the things I invited Pastor Cindy to do in, in my own life, isn't it interesting she invited us all to have a breakdown afterwards? Have you ever been any place where you, you got invited to have a breakdown? I wonder what that's going to look like. Okay. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I, I invited her. I said, uh, I, feel, I feel like, you know, as a, as a leader and as a minister, I need to be stretched. And uh, probably not one of the smartest things I ever said. But... <laughs> Because she took me at my word and, and, and has uh, continued to do that in a very kind and gentle way, but yet a very deliberate way. Um, and I have shared here before, I think probably one of the, the greatest things that I didn't expect, the biggest surprises. It's funny, it, there's sometimes you don't realize something is missing from your life until you find what you're missing. And... I can echo what so many of you have said that the thing that I was really missing was a spiritual family. And it wasn't because it wasn't available to me before I came here. You know, there always was available to me. But having the ability where you, there's an awakening in your spirit that you're connected with a group of people beyond just being in a service together. But 
that these are people that there is there is there is a uh, a heart connection. And I found that here. I probably could have found it many other places beforehand, but I didn't because I wasn't ready. But then there's those times and seasons when it's just like God opens your eyes and you begin to see what's around you differently. So I, I do have a strong connection with, uh, with, with, with this body. And uh, I tend to be kind of quiet. I'm not always the, I mean, up here I'm not so quiet, but uh, <laughs> one, one on one, I mean, I, I mean, I tell some of my closest friends, I said, you know, I could, what, what, what makes me comfortable with a person is I can hang out with you all day and not have to say a word. You know, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, that doesn't work well with my wife too much. <laughs> but, uh, as uh, we were approaching this particular time, and Pastor Cindy uh, asked me to pray if, that there was a, something specific that I sensed, and and there is, and I, just something I, I want to challenge you with because it's and it's something that I'm being challenged with. Um, two things that I heard: one was be strong; number two. Possess. Daniel 11.32 says that they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You know, and, and uh, one of the things that God challenged our board with, and uh, we were praying about, this was back several months ago, to really begin to go after and believe God for a greater breakthrough in, in healings, miracles, signs and wonders, and supernatural demonstration of the Spirit. And we are still in that process. I can assure you we're not where we're going to be. But we're getting there. Um, working with the outreach team has just been one, a tremendous discovery and blessing in my life in this last year. And, uh, you know, we would go down to Pinellas Hope, serve food, hang out with people, love on them. But now we're starting to see the fruit of that. We knew before we even saw one answered prayer, one testimony, we began to see sense that when we would go there, it was like the kingdom showed up. There was love, there was joy, there was peace, there was, uh, there was freedom there. And, you know, we didn't even, we didn't even see them as a, as a group of people we were trying to do outreach with. After a while, it became like, th th this is our family we get together with. Sometimes, sometimes you get to belong before you believe. And uh, now we're seeing the answered prayers. We're seeing the breakthroughs. Yesterday... Uh, four people gave their lives to Jesus. One was a a, a young man that's uh, been to several of our outreaches. And he just came up to me afterwards. He says, it's been 18 years since I've been to Mass. And I need prayer. And I said, well, is there something specific you need prayer for? He didn't even know. All he knew was that he needed something from God. And had the privilege to lead him to Jesus, wow. lay hands on him. And the funny thing is, though, 
he would come with such a servant's heart. He he, he said uh, uh, he, he 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 really had a heart for uh, he, he he loved that Keith and Sarah brought their kids to the outreach, and he said he said tell Sarah that my my apartment is F three and my bathroom is available for her kids. And uh, and it's funny the 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 people they they become like part of our family, but we're seeing we're we're, we're seeing the beginnings of some exploits being done, and that's going to continue. Uh, Diana's done such a, a wonderful job now, stepping up and, and coordinating and leading. And um, th- th- for those of you that have been going up to Hopeville on Saturdays, thank you so much. Uh, you're making a difference. You are making a difference. That when we're not there, they ask about us. Do you know that? They they literally. You, you, the, it seems like they're kind of standoffish, but when we're not there, they they want to know why we're not there. They, they really want, they, they like knowing that there's somebody there that can connect with God on their behalf. So thank you for coming. Are we still doing the thing uh, first Saturday, uh, ladies? The, uh, is that still on? Okay. Yeah, uh, Bridging Freedom, ministering to young ladies who, who uh, have been rescued out of human trafficking and abuse and all kinds of trauma. And uh, we got a team of girls that's going up there, bringing food, bringing praise and worship, and just bringing love. And I'm excited to see what happens with that. It says, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And the, and the, and the Lord spoke to me and says, that in this season, you're going to have to be strong. Amen. And in the kingdom, it's not, it's not like, not like I'm the Hulk, you know, or I'm Thor. Or, you know, I'm. Uh, it's not that kind of strong. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a macho or or, or uh, uh, physical type thing. Paul described it like this. He said. He said, "When I am when I'm weak, then the power of Christ rests upon me." He even told in 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 the chapter where he talks about spiritual warfare and the armor of God. He says, "Be strong in the Lord." and in the power of his might. But folks, strength, literally, if we're going to, if we're going to possess strength in the Lord, we've got to be intentional about it. It's a choice. And that brings me to the next part, and that was the word possess. And I'm in thinking about this, the Lord brought Caleb to my mind. And... Uh, in, in Joshua 14, it says, Then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back the word to him that was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot is trodden shall be your inheritance, and you, and, and you, because you have wholly followed the Lord your God. 
And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. And he has said these 40 years, ever since the Lord spoke the word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old. And I am, and yet I am as strong on this day as on the day Moses sent me. Just as the strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spake in the day you have heard in that day now. The, the Anakim were there, and the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me as I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave, and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Eighty-five years old. Eighty-five years old. If he lived in the United States, he'd be on Medicare. <laughs> Wouldn't need it, but he'd have it. He says, I'm as strong now as I was when I was 40. That would be to us like, I'm as strong now as I was when I'm 20. But something that convicted me when I was reading this, and I had to ask myself, he says, because I have wholly followed the Lord. You're not going to possess in the next season if you haven't obeyed the word of the Lord in this one. Nor will you be trusted with your own inheritance if you're not faithful in someone else's. So now's the time. If you're going to possess, ask yourself, have I wholly followed the Lord? None of us have followed the Lord perfectly. But we are in a place, we're in a part of a family here that, 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 that releases the prophetic and, and, and shares the visions and dreams. We've been very transparent with those things as a as leadership team. If, you've, if there's a specific word that God has given you and you've not obeyed that word, now's the time to do it. Because there are so many things that so many of us have seen, we have heard, we have felt, we have witnessed from the Spirit, and we've had dreams that we know that God has for us, and yet it seems like there's just something between us now and where we want to be there. And I believe this is it, holy following the Lord. Notice something, too. When, Mo, when, 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 when he was 40 years old, he was, a spy, he was sent out with 12 spies. And he was one of two that came back with a good report. And it was 45 years later that he actually got to possess his inheritance. Why is that? Because the unbelief that was around him, he had to be separated from. Everybody's not going to be excited about your inheritance. 
everybody's not going to, I mean, I mean, honey, it, it, it's not, it's not everybody's going to be excited about the call of God on your life. And there's going to be those that in their, with best intentions are going to try to talk you out of it, tell you, you can't have it, tell you, you're not worthy of it and tell you it, it, it doesn't happen. Those that ran well with you in the past season will not run well with you in the next one. But thank God, I believe we have a family here that is ready to possess. And we've been separated from the doubters. We've been separated. As some say, there are contenders and there's pretenders. I've decided I'm tired of pretending. I don't have time for it anymore. So there's specific things in my own life that I feel that God wants me to contend for. And I will say that in the spirit, I'm stronger at 65 than I was at 25. My body's trying to catch up with it. I believe that as a church, as a, as a family, we have some things corporately to possess. One of them will be another facility. And in this modern real estate market, you better have a possessed mentality. But beyond that, there's so much more. There are healings and miracles that I know, I've seen in the Spirit that God is going to do through this body that, that, that have yet we're going to have to go after. I remember years ago, the first time somebody handed me a copy of Bill Johnson's book, When Heaven Invades Earth. It rocked my world. I was pastoring a mission church up in Newport Ritchie at the time. And after reading that book, I made, the, I made the decision, God, I will never waste time in another church service not experiencing the presence and power of God. I just refuse. I don't care if I'm in a church that doesn't believe in the power of God. I'm going I'm to experience it. I'm going to encounter God. And that began a journey for me to go after greater works. And I'm still on that journey. But I believe God has greater works for us to do in the spirit and greater things for us to possess. Um, personally, there's some things that God has called me to possess. And I want to tell you something. Sometimes when he shows you the things he wants to possess, it can look daunting because there's giants in the land. There's opposition in the land. That's why you got to be strong. And as the Lord told Joshua, be strong and very courageous. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So I say to you gathering family, be strong. And if you're not strong, get strong. If you have to borrow somebody else's strength, do it. We're here to share it. And then possess. 
Happy 11th anniversary gathering. I love you guys. That was good, wasn't it? God is good to us. It's funny because, uh, you know, one of my big things is us being strong and healthy to 120 years. And I know not, not everybody wants to live that long, but dang, I am determined. I mean, I just, I want, I want to be strong. I want to be healthy. I want to be a mark on our community, on my family, on my children's children. I mean, I just, I was just talking to the Lord about it the other day. I said, you know, I'll do my part. You do your part. And uh, we'll see what it looks like in another uh, 55 years. So, uh, but I'm just determined. And, you know, when Jean said that there's a corporate word for us, I was, I've been reading, um, Proverbs every day. Uh, Lysandra encouraged us all to jump on Proverbs every day. And this is out of the Passion Translation. And I had a, there's a personal word in it and a corporate word in it. And this specifically is Proverbs 21. So the personal word, and this is a Passion Translation. I read it in a lot of different translations because I like just the fullness that it helps me to see. But the, the personal word for each one of us is in, wins, in wisdom's house, you find delightful treasures and the oil of the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to live in wisdom's house. The lovers of God who chase after righteousness will all find their dreams come true. An abundant life drenched with favor and a fountain that overflows with satisfaction. So that's Proverbs 21, 20. So I, I declare this over me. I want my house filled with the oil of the Holy Spirit. You know, I want the righteousness of God to fill my place, my family, my church with the abundance, the overflow. And then our corporate word is, um, I think this may be 22, Proverbs 21, 21, 2. It says, a warrior filled with wisdom. Yeah, 23, 22. But I think this is verse 22. It says, a warrior filled with wisdom, which is just what Pastor Gene was talking about, that we are in war and we are warriors and we're called to be strong and courageous. A warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place and releases regional breakthrough, bringing down strongholds of the mighty. Now think about that. That has been our theme from the beginning. We are called to change the atmosphere around us, to change our region, to change our state, to change our nation, to change the world that God puts our feet on as we've interceded for Israel and what's going on there. As we've gone through these processes, we are called to be warriors filled with the wisdom of God to release breakthrough. That is really what we're called to be. And so as we're, you know, thinking about, you know, our anniversary, and I could go through the last 11 years and tell you everything that's happened. But the bottom line is, as we've progressed year by year, we have become closer to who God's called us to be. When we first started, we were trying to figure it out. But the more we have gotten honed in on the call, the more we have gotten stronger in the Lord, the more we understand that we're to be of good health and prosper. You know, Third John 2. Uh, let's see. Third, yeah, Third John. I have to think about it. You know how sometimes you can see it in the Bible. You're like, okay. That's a, it says, you know, beloved. 
beloved. He wants us to prosper and be of good health. Just as our soul prospers, body, soul, and spirit. You know, so uh, that really has been our theme throughout the years. And, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about uh, one of the years. And I don't remember which year it was. Kevin might remember this. But we had this big celebration. We had this big party. And we're all done. Everybody's leaving. And Kevin walks outside. And he comes back in. He goes, you know, Pastor, the building's on fire. (laughs) And it was. The roof was on fire. But. And they couldn't even figure out what caused the fire. There was nothing up there to cause it. There was nothing. And we just decided it was the Holy Spirit fire. But we did have to call the fire department and all that kind of stuff. But they're like, there's no explanation of this. And it's a sign and a wonder. Not exactly the one we wanted, but you know. And it didn't cause really any damage. But they were all like, we, we don't understand. We're like, uh, but God. <laughs> Because we got nothing. We just know that the building caught on fire. As soon as we got done, we got everybody out. And then then the building caught on fire. It's just the roof. It's just the roof. We've had the roof cave in. We had Mariella keep talking about a flood coming in and the building floods. I don't, I don't know. It's a sign and it's a wonder, right? I, some of these things I do not understand. But we have seen the goodness of God. We have seen the good. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. So please don't prophesy flood again. (laughs) No, I'm just teasing. But I want to talk about, uh, you know, like Jean said, we we know that at some point we're going to move into a new building and we're at timing. It's all about timing. Our school, it's all about timing. We pray, we wait, and it's the goodness of the Lord. It's the timing of the Lord. Uh, We've we've had other opportunities for a building, but, you know, uh, the last one that was just offered to us, we just felt like it wasn't right. And it's got to be right. You know, we don't want to move to move. We want to move because it's God's timing and it's his finances. But I want to, I want to just talk about the glory a minute. You know, God is so gracious that he uh, just pours out over us in a way that we don't even understand. The things that are happening, the things that he does, uh, the fires that he sets, whatever he does, he is so good to us. But I want to go through Isaiah 60 just a little bit. We're going to go back and forth through Isaiah 60 and John, a little bit of John. But I want to start with, um, while y'all turn to Isaiah 60, uh, Pastor Gene said something that has been on my heart, just, just burning in my heart, and it's about the obedience to the Lord. We have to understand this is a season. Every season's a season to be obedient to the Lord. But this is a season where God is saying, you've got to stay close to me. You've got to stay close to my word. You have got to obey me. His word says in John 14, if you love me, what will we do? We will obey him. And it is not a time where the obedience is optional. If we want to go where God has taken us, then it's a full surrendered obedience to his call. And if we have something we haven't been obedient that in because we're thinking about it or we're contemplating it, it's still just disobedience. So part of our call as we begin in. We finish up part of our call going into the 12th year. The 12th year is government. That's what the number means. It's government. As we go into this coming year, we are going to be a church that is drop dead on our knees, obedient to Christ, no matter what it costs us. 
We've got to. We cannot be half in, half out. And I don't think of us that way, but we all know there are little sharpenings to our response to our yes to God that he's calling us to do. And we're just going to be a lay it all down. We surrender whatever you got. That's what we're going to do. And it doesn't matter what it costs us. If it costs us our building, we'll go meet in the house again. If it costs us our 501c3, who cares? You know, people used to say, well, you don't want to lose your tax deduction. I'm like, well, if people are coming for the tax deduction, then they're in the wrong place. I used to tell people, I don't care. You know, I mean, yes, sure, that helps, I guess, you know, at some level. But, but God is my tax deduction. So whatever the outside world decides, we're going to follow Jesus. We don't care. We don't care what they say. So we're going to start with Isaiah 60. That's just, that's our, that's our impartation for today. We're going to follow Jesus no matter what. And he's going to, if we say yes to that, he will start showing us where that little bit of adjustment needs to be made. Maybe what that show is, we maybe shouldn't watch anymore. Or maybe when we feel that nudge, instead of saying, I'll get to it after work, that we stop and respond to the nudge. So um, I'm, 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 I just know that that's going to be a lot of our testimonies. I just couldn't help it. I was obedient to Christ. And even though I thought this person, like Marquita said, I thought this person would be like, whoa, she's probably going to take me out. I was like, <laughs> I'm asking for you to surrender your fear in order for me to release my heart. Because that's what it is. She had to surrender every fleshly thing that was coming into her head in order for God to pierce that woman's heart and to resurrect something within her that she didn't even realize was there. So Isaiah 60 verse 1. And I, this is a prophetic declaration for us. God is saying, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. It is upon us. And deep darkness, uh, I'm sorry, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, right? And deep darkness, the people. But as she said, that's, we're not worried about the 10 spies. We're the two that rise up and see the goodness of God. We see the fruit of the land. We, we, we acknowledge the darkness, but we see the light. We see what God has for us. And the Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Everyone around us will see the glory that we carry. People acknowledge it. Now, whether they like it or not is two different things. We know the word says that to some will be a sweet aroma and to some we will be death. Some we will smell and they will be attracted to the sweetness of our smell. To some they will be pushed away from the Christ that we carry. But we're not in charge of either one. Only God is in charge of what is activated within them when they're around us. And if the demonic is activated... Glory be to God, because it gives an opportunity 
to get rid of that demonic. If holiness is activated, if the, if the salvation, like Jim was talking about, we had four people yesterday give their life to Christ because the sweet aroma of Jesus was released and they could smell that aroma and they wanted what Christ had for them. That's where we are. We're, we're in a season we've always known that our job was to equip the saints for the work of the, of, of the ministry because the ministry isn't in here. It's out there. The families in here, we build up, we pray, we worship, we share, we eat, we do all those things. The families in here, the ministries out there. So every place we go, our hearts, our eyes, our senses are open to minister to whoever God puts in our way. And that was a hard thing for me to learn because I was taught that there was clergy and there were the rest of us. And the rest of us couldn't do what the clergy did. So we just need to sit, take notes, and make our tithe. And then when I realized that the word actually says, when I actually read the word, and the word actually says, go, make disciples, I was like, this is incongruent. But I didn't know. And when we know then it opens up freedom for us. It opens up our eyes, our ability to do things we never thought we could do. And that's what we're doing right now. Okay, so we're going to, verse number four, lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Who is experiencing people coming to them? Raise your hands. I know it's all true. Come on. Come on, let me, let me see some amen. Yes and amen. Good, Willie. Thank you. Because we know that people are attracted to us and we can't even figure out why they're even talking to us. We're like, we don't even know you. I'm just trying to pick out some lettuce. What do you want? I mean, that's it. But that is the aroma we're carrying. We are caught so off guard by God drawing people into us. And we have to switch off our brain for a moment so our spirit can say, you know, I sent them to you, not for your lettuce, but for me, right? So God has drawn them to us. They shall come to you. Your son shall come from afar. Your daughter shall be nursed by your side. Then you will see and become radiant. Don't you feel radiant? Don't you feel the radiance of the Lord within you? We've, we've been able to see the goodness of God and your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you and the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. And, you know, sometimes we think about that uh, in material, which it, it's very much God does shift the wealth of the wicked to the righteous. That's what his word says. We know that, but he shifts it because he's given us a territory to possess. And when we possess, there's a shifting of everything to us, right? And I always say, don't think the wealth of the righteousness is in the lottery ticket. That's $1.7 billion this week. That's not the way God operates. Now, yes, somebody wins it, whatever. But it's not in an abundance that you couldn't handle if it was laid on top of you. It's in a way that will not only glorify God, but will help propel you in the place that he has for you, right? We don't want him to give us something that'll kill us. We want him to give us something that will exalt him, right? I want to go over to John for a minute somewhere. I'm going somewhere. 
Y'all come with me. Uh, John 1, 1 through 5. I remember when I first, when we first opened the church, um, it was Christmas and I don't know if it was the first or second Christmas we were here. And I remember thinking about this John one. Um, for me, that part of this is just my favorite part of uh, that Christmas story is, uh, is John one. And I'm going to read it in a second. But I remember thinking that Jesus is free. He's a free gift to anyone who turns their heart, who has, who has, a, who has an interest, Jesus. But sometimes when things are free, there's no appreciation of what is free. But in the bottom line, Jesus was a high cost. And us being able to understand that though it's a free gift to us, there was a high cost that was paid in order for us to receive the freedom that he had. Amen. Okay, John 1.1, 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness had no comp could, did not comprehend it. And then verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory and the glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And before Jesus went to the cross in John 17, he told his disciples, he he went through this whole process with his disciples and then spent the time with the father in uh, John 17, verse 20. It says, he's talking to his father. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, through the sharing of the gospel, that they may be one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us. And that the world might believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me, I have given to them. That they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one. And the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. When you think about those, you know, I don't know, 20 words. Jesus is talking about the oneness that he has with the Father. That he is giving to each one of us that believe. The oneness. The glory you gave me, I'm giving to them. That, that you're going to love them the same way you love me. The Father loves his only begotten Son and gives his life for him and loves us the same way he loves Jesus. That is unbelievable. It, it's almost incomprehensible that we arise and shine because the glory of the Lord is risen upon us and actually lives within us in the form of the spirit of the living God. So we can be one. Not just one with him, but one with one another. Because the same spirit that lives in you lives in me. 
which makes us a big fat spirit of a lot of people. But I mean, when you think about that, it just brings you to tears. That Jesus' concern at the end is the prayer to the Father for everyone from generation to generation to generation to generation. Thousands among hundreds of thousands to be one as him and the Father are one. That's who we are. The glory of the Lord is in us. And I'm going to end on this one scripture. 2 Corinthians 3. This is a day that we celebrate who God is. And, and in that celebration of who he is, we celebrate the awe and wonder of who he has created us to be. We are a people of wonder. The wonder of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. It says, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Which I'm not going to preach on that this morning. It says, now the, the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we, we, corporately, we all, with unveiled face, beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's stand. I just want to pray. I just want to give thanks to the Lord that his goodness and his graciousness and his wonder. God, we thank you that uh, <laughs> we're one in the Spirit. We're one in the Lord. And we are one family. They all carry a piece of this great uh, exploration of possessing the land that you've called us to possess. So, Lord, we just thank you for your glory. We thank you that you've given it all for us. We thank you that each one of us are hungry for more. And out of that hunger, there is a stirring up of anything, Lord. I'll do anything. Whatever you call me to do, that's what I'll do. Like Ruth told Naomi, where you go, I will go. God, you are our God. And we honor you and love you. And we thank you for what you've done over these 11 years. We thank you for every family that's here. We thank you for what you're going to do in this coming year of of uh, just government and, and, and restructuring and reorganizing um, just the kingdom of God on earth. We need some reorganization, Lord. But God, we just, we give you all the glory. Just praise him for a minute and then we'll close. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We thank you, Lord, that your light is shining on us. We thank you, Lord, that your spirit is in us. We thank you, Jesus. And all his children shouting, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.